conversations that speak to every color of who you are. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hi, my name is Jen Tringale, and welcome to the podcast. You know, through the years, we have had some incredible guests on this podcast. The conversations with them have brought such truth, opened our eyes to considering new things and revelation. It's all been so good. And today's podcast conversation is going to be no different. A number of years ago, when I first moved to Nashville, I walked into a church service on a Tuesday night, and I sat next to this girl, and I kept thinking, Man, she looks so familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on why. After the service, we started talking, and I found out that she was Christian recording artist Jamie Jamgojan. Jamie had number one hits for her worship albums, CCM albums, and she is known as a worshiper. Well, since then, Jamie and I have shared lots of long conversations over many cups of coffee, and I always leave better for it. I asked Jamie to sit down and talk with me about something that she has firsthand information of, and that is navigating the in-between. You know, those in-between places in life. When you're not at the finish line, but you're not really just getting started, and sometimes those can be the hardest places. Jamie walked through one of those and in some ways still is and has discovered the truths in the Word of God that get you through. I was delighted last year when my dear friend was nominated for a Dove Award for Inspirational Album of the Year. If you haven't heard that album, you have got to get it. But first, sit back and enjoy my conversation with worshiper and Christian recording artist, Jamie Jambojan. Y'all, I can't even tell you how much it's taken to finally get this to happen, but I am so thrilled to have our special guest, my friend, Christian recording artist, Jamie Jamgojan. Jamie, I'm so glad you're here. We are finally doing this, Jen. I mean, literally, I was going to say months, but it's I mean- It's been a year. We started talking yeah. about this over a year ago. When my last album came out. We started talking about it. And we live in the same town. And we're great friends and, and hang out all the time. All the time. <laughs> but the point is that it's happening. Yes. And you know what? A lot of times these things just hit their slot, don't mm-hmm. they? They the just the right time. It's so the right time. So we're gonna get into some conversation about really a season of life that I know a ton of people, they are in this right now. I know you do. And I'm so looking forward to getting into this. And we just prayed a minute ago and asked God for some revelation and insight just to flow. But I wanted everybody to get the chance to get to know my friend Jamie a little bit. I'm going to throw in some favorite things of mine. Oh, but Lord. I know. Please but be nice. First of all, let me just say this. We have some things in common. We both have had, and you still preciously have, grandmothers yeah. that we adore. Italian grandmothers. Italian grandmothers. How old's your grandmother now? She's 96 next month. Can you believe that? She's amazing. She is a spitfire, full Sicilian, all of five feet, probably 90 pounds. Beautiful. I mean, I'm like 5'10". Yeah. Not 90 pounds. I mean, not 
know, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're all trying. And to um, she is just so fun. She still makes lasagna, homemade meatballs, oh. eggplant, chicken parm. I mean, yeah. I come home and it's like, eat more, eat more. You're so skinny. Right. Eat more. <laughs> That's her job. I remember when we first started getting to know each other, and we kind of realized we had this in common that yeah. we just hold precious these precious relationships yeah. with grandmothers. Jamie, you're from Boston, and this has always plagued me about you. No accent, Jamie. Well, the Lord delivered me from that <laughs> lovely Massachusetts. I can pull it out, Jen. I mean, I'm wicked tired. I can't find my cockies. It can come out in So a you had minute. it, but you got oh, rid of yeah. it? yeah. I had it for 21 <gasps> years. I didn't know this. Moved to Seattle when I graduated from Berkeley. Right. And everybody looked at me like, who are you? Where are you from? That accent. And so very quickly, I lost you my accent it. in Seattle. So you literally are all things to all people. I am. But you're a Boston girl, born and raised. I am. I'm still at heart. Now, some people, Massachusetts can get a bad rap. They, I won't say it on your podcast. There's a name for us. Right. I'm a sweet Massachusetts person. Oh, you are. <laughs> but I still love going home to Boston. There's something about yeah. the Northeast. I spent some time in New York this winter yeah. ministering at a church. I've spent a lot of time on Long Island at a health clinic, part of my story, you know, overcoming Lyme. But I have some Northeast in my blood. Yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah, y'all is going to come out. Fixing two now comes out. But I'm truly a Northeasterner. I'm not a Southerner. Yeah, yeah. We hold that in common. You've got some Northeast spunk, a little fight in you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, speaking of, you went to Berkeley College of Music Amazing. I want you to talk a little bit about that, but I have to just slide this little name drop in. Oh, you love this. <laughs> that you went to Berkeley with John Mayer. Your body is what? Is that okay to sing that on your podcast? It might be the first time it's ever been sung on my podcast. <laughs> There's a million you could have chosen from, Jamie, and you went there. I know. I love it. Okay, so. What was Berkeley like? Okay. What'd you study? And is that in fact true? John Mayer yeah. was there. Well, you sometime. know my testimony. I, for those listening, I didn't come to faith in Christ until my senior year. So of my first Berkeley. Berkeley. So my first three years looked very different than my last year and a half there. So you were um, like a pretty pro party girl in the scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jazz music was my thing. I was playing in the bars on the day cruises, all that. Loved it. My funny Valentine. You know, come on. Sweet comic Valentine. All of that. And just living life, in a sense, without God. You know, I believed Mm. in God. Mm. I was taught great morals, values, good person, but didn't have a relationship yet with Christ. And so was just kind of living the American dream, you know, like find your career, find your person, get married and be successful, make a lot of money. You'll be happy. Have a family, maybe a dog with a white picket fence and you should be good to go. But in my heart, I knew there was more. And you know, a lot of people have these drastic testimonies, like something major bad hit them and happened. I don't have that, but I was always searching for truth Mm. and putting my fingers in different things, trying to feel different things out. And I just remember there was a season heading into my senior year where it was like I was singing background for some esteemed artists, meeting all these great artists like John Mayer. And he wasn't quite to the part of fame where he got to. Right. But he was quickly heading there. And you would have looked at me and thought, man, she's got it all together, Mm -hmm. you know. But in my soul, in my spirit, there was always a longing for Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And 
you can make yourself as happy as you want with all the things, self-care, self-help. I mean, I'm not against any of that. I think there's a place for all of it. Sure. But at some point, there's still that void that God created to be filled by himself through Christ. So I remember when I met the Lord, it was almost like my last year of Berkeley looked so different than my first three years because I was with different friendships now and listening to different music now and wanting to write Christian music and going to church. And, you know, it's not what I was raised in, more of a Catholic upbringing, Protestant upbringing. It was lively and the music was amazing and the preaching had like power and passion and life on it. And it was Mm. applicable. I would hear it and think, wow, that like speaks to my heart. That makes sense, you know? And so my world really came alive. So Berkeley is a very special place to me because it's where I met the Lord trained there in piano and voice for four years. Great memories there. I really am grateful, though, for my intersection of faith there because that's what made it really worth it. So, Jamie, this just always makes me kind of laugh about you because you meet the Lord, and in a very short time, you navigate like, oh, there's Christian music? Like, you don't even know that the whole CCM industry exists. Like We didn't have that back then in Boston, Massachusetts. Right. So, you know, I'm a church kid growing up with, like, Amy and Michael W. Smith, Kathy Tricoli, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and you are just clueless. And in a very short amount of time, considering Mm -hmm. you go from having no clue this exists, becoming a Christian getting signed as a Christian artist, and now you are, in fact, a Christian recording artist, like, out there. probably a little too soon, too much, too fast. But, but I mean, that had to be quite a journey Mm. to make all that transition. I mean, you know, you're at Berkeley thinking, I think this is what my life's going to look like, I hope. But all the while, there's this whole other track that you don't even know exists. You don't even know the industry exists. And shifting and walking that out, were those years just like explosive for you? Yeah. I will never forget the time I was in a songwriting class and my friend handed me a cassette tape. We're so dating ourselves right now. I love it. (laughs) Not a CD, a cassette. And it had Shout to the Lord, that song. Now I had no reference. Like you said, I didn't know there was Christian music. We didn't have Caleb. I don't even know if Sirius was around with the message radio station. I mean, it's probably pre all of that, right? I heard the songwriter, Darlene Check, she's a astute worship leader, as you know, just so passionately sing these lyrics and this melody. And for the first time, it was more than the music, more than the lyric, more than the melody. It was the spirit behind the song. Mm. And I can remember listening to that. I, I don't even think I believed yet. But knowing there's something on this music that moves my heart differently. Hmm. I want to do this. This is what I was created for. I think your calling collides when in your heart you know there's purpose. This is what I was made to do. And I remember thinking, I think I'm supposed to do this kind of music. Hmm. And that same friend that gave me the cassette tape gave me a Bible. And she was so savvy. She knew I wasn't saved yet. And she said, why don't you read the Psalms? You really like music. So I opened up those Psalms and like I now had hundreds of new lyrics, you know, because the author of the Psalms is David, King David, 
like the best lyric songwriter of all times. Mm-hmm. Just read a psalm and you're like, whoa. And you can relate to so much of it. He pours his heart out so beautifully. And I would sit down at my keys and just start singing, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? You know, all these little songs. And before I knew it, the word of God, which we know is life, words of life, the living word, it started changing my heart. Mm. I started seeing things different. I started questioning who is God who is Jesus like maybe this isn't all just a bunch of talk you know right and that's how I came to faith really was through Christian music through the Bible and so as soon as I started listening to Christian music I just knew right away I think this is what I was called to do move to Seattle Mm -hmm. huge step of faith from Boston to intern and do a two-year kind of like a Bible school internship at a thriving church out there I knew one person I didn't even have a lot of Christian friends yet, so I went where the one person I knew (laughs) was, and very quickly, they were like, you're the Berkeley Glad, you can play keys and sing, will you lead worship? And I knew one song, shout to the Lord. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And let me tell you, that's how it started for me, just getting thrown in the deep end. Yeah. I was a baby Christian. Yeah. Had a lot of areas that I needed to grow in. And then about two, three years later, signed my first record deal and moved to Nashville. Amazing. So it was very quick. It was the fast track. And I don't know if I would suggest it for everyone. Mm -hmm. A lot of ups and downs with that. A lot of growing in ministry on the spot with it. Mm -hmm. But it's my story. It's my path. And there's been a lot of in-between seasons Hmm. in there as well. Well, and you know... It's just wild, Jamie, because sometimes as Christians, we think that we go through certain seasons or cycles and we think, okay, well, that's behind me now. I'm never going to go through that again. I'm never going to have to be in the unknown to that degree. Things are going now Mm. and they'll just keep building. And the true reality of life and life, if you've decided to live out the reason why God put you on earth, is that there are in-betweens to be navigated on the path of living from glory to glory. Yes. Strength to strength, faith to faith. And I know over these last two years, even through our friendship, and we kind of have a little crew of us as friends here, but we've talked about these last few years, how it really can be titled as a season of navigating the in-between. And people could easily go, well, that's crazy because now, you know, you were nominated for a double word last year and you know what you're called to do and this, but those things are still there. It can be unsettling. What has that been like for you and what's kind of been those ropes of truth that you've grabbed onto? Yeah. I think that's part of the life of faith is that God never wants us to get so comfortable that we don't need to press in and need him mm. for direction, for everything. And I think sometimes it's easy to coast a little bit, you know? And I, I can yeah. say, like, moved here, got the deal, put out the first album. I had a song that went number one, which was amazing. And then touring just picked up from that. Yeah. So it was a little bit of autopilot mm. for a long time. But then I did. I hit a season where I, I, I began to ask God, like, is this it? You know, is is this, is there more? Mm. And I think in areas of all of our lives, you can have one area that's intact and going great. And then another area that you are in the in-between, you're waiting, Mm. you are navigating like, okay, God, I can't shift this 
only you can. True. All I know about the in-between, the most growth happens in our life, in the valley, in the in-between, when Mm. it's not just all going perfect, because that's where we really have to press in. Yeah. That's where we need him. That's where... It's no longer about I can do this in my strength, which we shouldn't do anyways, mm-hmm. but we have to humble ourselves and say, okay, God, yeah. how do I navigate the in-between and how do I live in a place of joy and peace mm. and contentment if this space doesn't shift? Because I think part of that for me, what I'm learning now as I get a little older, a little wiser, are prayers and dreams that I really felt God put in my heart in my 20s and in my 30s that haven't still happened, I've been okay. Life has been pretty good. Right. You know, like, sure, there's some hard moments. There's some disappointment, discouragement. We all have it. But how do you navigate that? I think that's this conversation. I think we're, we're wrestling this out with listeners today. How do we stay in faith, stay in joy, even in the in-between, even in the hard places, even in the not yet? Well, and I love what you said, the statement that you can actually have coexisting two scenarios at the same time. Over here, it can just be happening. Mm -hmm. And then over here, you've got this spot that just seems to be hovering Mm -hmm. in between two places. And we've talked about, you know, just in ministry, how many people feel this sense of transition, transitioning. And it's true, you you do hit an incredible surge of growth in those places. And I have found that what you realize is that we don't like them because we feel wobbly. Totally. And especially in our Western American culture, <laughs> we like to have everything like, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm doing it well. Mm-hmm. So if anybody looks at me, they're going to tell that I'm, yeah. I'm killing it over here, you know, and we don't like to feel wobbly. But the truth is, first of all, if I'm in an in-between spot, I am either waiting on words from heaven mm-hmm. or I am walking the, the path of faith. I'm fighting the fight of faith. Mm-hmm. I'm using my authority. I'm pushing back darkness. Mm -hmm. I'm putting the word of God in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And then, to your point, I am resting in his divine timing. Last week, I was flying home from an event just thinking about some things that God did that I never in a million years, it would even occur to me to ask him to do. You know, just sitting on the plane, I just said, you know, Lord, you're just, wow. And he just spoke to me and he said, Jen, I do all things well. Yes. And when God uses the word well, Mm. it's like fireworks in the sky, you know, with a big red bow Mm. on top. He only does things well. That's his nature. And it's sometimes hard to see that. You know, I I remember, I agree so much. It reminds me of the scripture that all things will work together for our good. Mm -hmm. And I walked through that hard health season overcoming Lyme disease. And I remember that in between, like, okay, now I'm not working. I'm not even in my calling, my career, my purpose. Wow. This, this very much feels in between because A, I don't know when I'm going to get over this thing. And B, I don't know what you're bringing me to next. I didn't know music was still going to be an open door. Mm -hmm. I didn't know another album was going to happen, but Mm -hmm. I can remember in that in between season you just nailed it. What you cling to, what you hold on to, where you place your hope, 
that's what navigates you through yeah. the in-between. But I, I go back to that's where the most growth right. happens as well. It's not when everything is clicking right. and all your dreams and prayers are coming true and answered. Yeah, That's the mountaintop. And the mountaintop is awesome, but it's fleeting. Yeah. And I don't think that that's where maturity and growth and character and just the heavy weights of life, like the things we want to be remembered for, mm-hmm. happen in the in-between. Yeah. And I so love true. that he whispered that to your heart, that he does all things well. Is that mm-hmm. what he said? And that is a nugget for us all to to hold on to if, you know, walking this life of faith that we can surrender. We can surrender where we're at in the in-between. I think, Jamie, when I, you know, I know your story and your journey and and even that time you were believing God through Lyme disease and and what I watched you doing on the good days and the hard days was putting the promise in your mouth again, mm-hmm. even when you thought, okay, this this is going to work, and it didn't, you know, mm-hmm. that treatment didn't work like you thought, and you just stayed. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd come into town, and we'd go to church on a Tuesday mm-hmm. night, and you're just, you're worshiping God, mm-hmm. and I know you were holding on to those promises like yeah. you have to in the in-between, but at the end of the day, it's Him holding on to us. I love that. You know, yeah. it's... That word, it's him holding us in the palm of his hands going, I know you have no markers on the road for you right now, but if you'll just keep putting the promise, Mm. if you'll just keep showing up in the corporate anointing, keep worshiping, I think that's where the strength, maybe is the way to say it, of him holding on to us, that exchange starts happening. And we got shaken. I mean, the pandemic, 2020, coming Mm. out of it now, thank God. But I would say that was a very long in-between season of unknowns, unrest, chaos, confusion, questions for so many. Mm -hmm. And I can look at people who navigated it well and are kind of coming out of it, getting their footing again. But I I do think that the in-between can take us out at times when we're not girded in the word when we're not. That's and I mean, so I think good. we've both had seasons like that. I mean, I I haven't won at life every moment of my life. I don't think any of us do, right? Right. And that lesson learned for me has been, I either believe what I believe yeah. and I put it into action yeah, or I don't. But I think with that is the letting go. And I, I just, I, I often come back to the word surrender because during the in-between, it's easy to grasp and to want to control something and to want something to make sense. Mm, that's so But good. it's like, I can't because I, I, I'm not there yet. I don't know what's up ahead, but I know the one who knows yeah. what's up ahead. Yeah. So if I can surrender it to him, yeah. that's so then what enables me to walk in peace and joy. Like, you know, right now, I don't feel great. I've just come off a tour. I'm navigating some post-COVID stuff, all of that. But the thing that gets me out of bed and a still smile on my face is that I know the one who's got me through this one time. Yeah. He's going to get me through it again. So true. And you know, both of us, we've seen promises, big promises come true in so many areas of our life. People would love and kill for and be like, Mm -hmm. how'd that happen? And you're like, God. Right. So if I've seen his track record be good over here, I know he's working in these in-between places that sometimes do sadden my heart. You Mm -hmm. know, we're not just made of rocks of steel over here, but we also want 
God's way and God's best. That's so good. So it's just the surrender, the letting go of, okay, I know who you are and I'm going to have to trust you in this in between. I don't like it. I wish we could skip to the next part. Isn't there a, can we skip to the next part? (laughs) Like an IG reel or something is rolling through my head right now. Clearly I'm on IG too much. So we'll work on that in the in between. (laughs) Well, you made a great statement there and it's, it's so true. There really are two different ways you can navigate an in between season. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. to hold on to the promise of God, and it takes an effort. You know, you could just lay down and roll over and just Mm -hmm. go, and then the in-between is going to become where you forever are. Right. But there is something to grab onto, and if we'll do that, it will keep us from becoming something that we're not. Mm -hmm. In the in-between. And I think there's a caution in this conversation Mm -hmm for all of us to grab onto because there's loads of discussion right now happening in the greater overall arc of the in-between that we could say our culture is in right now of seasoned believers talking about things like deconstructing their faith. And, you know, I think that started with maybe taking a second look to make sure that what you're walking in is genuine. Like you said, you put it on autopilot for a while. There is a real, and I think a godly call to go, are you living in spirit and in truth? You know, are you worshiping in spirit and truth? And I think we needed that. But I think the enemy of our soul, you know, he is the arson of purpose. Mm. And as an arson of purpose, he stands at the gate of transitions trying to blow up your life. And there is a guard to go, okay, I may not be able to control this, and I might not have the full picture of what it looks like, but I know who he is, and I know he made me to be, and that is not up for definition. So good. I am not going to become something that I was never intended Mm -hmm. to be. And I don't know. I mean, I know you and I hear a lot about this, but there's a real caution going, hey, Don't let the enemy pull this into something that's going to cause you to abandon what you already have. I think what it is is distraction. And Mm. I think it's the biggest tool of the enemy right now. And I think whether you are a seasoned believer walking with the Lord for years and years or you're a baby Christian, I, I follow this guy on Instagram who recently just gave his heart to Jesus and we connected through a podcast and I'm watching him so on fire for the Lord. He seems undistracted to me. It's like he's just come out of, you know, different ways of thinking and different way of living life and and whatnot. And it's like, he is determined. His eyes are set. He's growing. And then I see some of us, I'll put myself in this camp at times where it's just easy to get distracted, even by ministry, even by mm-hmm. things that we would deem as good. Yeah. And we just busy ourselves and yeah. we're all in the name of calling and ministry. And you know, you're talking about big pastors now kind of deconstructing their faith. I would love to sit down and say, where did you get distracted? Where did you lose yeah. that first love for God? So where good. did you lose why you were called to ministry in the first point. Is there offense? Is there disappointment? Right. Like where, you know, I, I ask myself that in some areas of my life. Are you distracted in this area? Yeah. Also, shout out to Bob Goff and his undistracted book. It's amazing. There you go. But I do think that as we're talking today about these in-between seasons, 
for someone that might be in that and someone that might feel stuck, I would challenge you, I guess, and ask, has distraction come in in any area mm. of your life, yeah. your soul, your spirit, your walk, your relationships, your That's all of good. it? I'm asking myself that question That's as well. Good. I think it just ties into what you're saying, this greater kind of global thing that a lot of us are mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. There is a sense of a watching, a soberness maybe, to not get diluted and watered down. And I think, you know, I mean, you just think of even the one of the very first patterns that God gave his people, even back in the Old Testament with Moses, you know, when the plagues came, yeah. they would lift that snake up on that pole and, and say, just look here. Hmm. And it was a type and a shadow of our champion, our big brother Jesus, Just look at me. You see it all through scripture. And Paul said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I think that's such a huge key you just hit about there's a reason why sort of multiplying what we could be looking at and considering would slow us down. Right. You know, in our progress through the in-between season, which means if it's true to the negative, I always like to do this, it's true to the positive, then that means getting singular. I have been hearing this in my own heart. I'm hearing myself say it as we're talking. It's just come out of me when I'm ministering, and I just hear the Lord going, eyes on me, church. Mm. Eyes on me. And if we'll do that, there's a real alignment there that I think hits our lives, but also to what we're talking about today getting through navigating these in-between seasons because they're not meant to stay. I can even remember some of the worst days when I moved back to be with my parents to have them take care of me for a season, being in that guest room bed and just being like, this feels so opposite for what I'm called to do, Lord. How do I find purpose in here? And I can remember him being like, remember those demos of those songs you never released? Open them up. Wow. Remember those lyrics you started? Yeah. Like, why don't you just think about them? I mean, I didn't have the headspace to like write music during that season, but, and that's when my purpose started coming alive again, hearing those old demos. Some of those songs ended up on the All Things album, which is just crazy to even think about. You mean the Dove nominated All (laughs) Things album? (laughs) By the way, we're ending this podcast with you talking about the search for the dress. Ah, To wear. Silly dress. To the Dove Awards because... 27 was it that I got? I can't oh, remember. Oh my goodness. There were multiple friends involved I know. I'm in a little, the search. Um, I'm particular about things, really? as we know. I didn't know this. This <laughs> comes as quite a shock, my Very friend. Very particular. I like nice things. I like my home to look a certain way. And... But, yeah, so I had but, to find the right perfect dress. You did, but... And I kind of looked like I kind of distracted you a little bit, but it really is incredible that here you are believing God to come out of the effects of Lyme disease and God's going, while well, I've got you here, and he brings you back to lyrics and demos. Mm-hmm. I know those days didn't feel significant, right? but that album is so anointed. So, I mean, you just finished a massive tour singing those songs. It was Dove nominated. I mean, and, and I'm saying that the accolades are deserved, but it's because what's in those songs resonated deeply yeah. in the hearts of people. And it's the word of God. Right. 
It's the promise of God. So that came out of what was a major in-between season. Yeah, it really you. was. I can remember that some of the treatments were hard and like you do these long IVs and I can remember the only thing that got me through was putting on songs and listening and working wow. on them and just, yeah. I mean, some of these demos were like singing into a voice memo, not good, Yeah. but letting the truth of God through music wash over and renew, so you know, renew the mind and, and whatnot. So I do feel for people in the in-between and in the waiting seasons. And I think it's the greatest place of testing. I really do. I think when we get on the other side, we can look and be like, man, I grew in that area. And wow, like, look what God did here. But when you're in it, I just want to speak to anyone who is just in the thick of it right now. And you yeah. are like wanting to maybe throw the towel in and be like, yeah, it's over. Usually right before your breakthrough. And I mean, I'm speaking to myself, I know to you, when it's just like, I don't get that. Like that didn't go the way I had hoped. If you can stay the course, if you can continue to do the things you know to do, which is really simple as a believer, like staying in the word, staying in prayer, like even not the doing, just the being, being a daughter of God, being a son of God, just receiving his love. So many of us are so hard on ourselves. I know I can be at time like receiving his grace, right? Receive what you need right now for anyone listening. Receive exactly what you need. Maybe you need more of the love of God to cast out fear, you know, that perfect love which drives out fear. Whatever it is that you need, start to sit yeah. and receive in that space because yeah. that will give you the motivation, I think, yeah. to fulfill the purpose of the in-between and fulfill so what true. God has in the waiting yeah. to get you to the next season. Well, I can't wait to see what comes because every time that you step into that, that gift, that anointing that's on your life, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of Christian artists, and I've learned that more in the time I've lived in this town, but you really are a worshiper at heart. You take people into the presence of God, whether that's, you know, obviously leading worship, if it's, you know, more of a mainstream, it's just, it's on you. Thanks, and I mean, wow, what a gift for such a time as this when we need that so, so much. And I want to encourage everybody to find you, connect with you. How can they find Jamie's music, your writing, what you're doing, what's the best way? Spotify's the thing, which, you know, back in my day, we sold CDs. You can still buy the CD. It's on the website. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but my stream, website, stream, yeah, stream. stream would help me out a lot. Jamie Jam, J-A-I-M-E, Jam, like strawberry jam. JamieJam.com has more info on me. All my music's available, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all the places. And then I do love to connect on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Jamie Jam Gojin. Wow, what a rich conversation. You know, it never ceases to amaze me how God is so faithful to get us exactly what we need for every situation that we face, for every season that we go through, even the in-between ones. Well, I pray that this spoke to your heart. And I want to thank you for joining us for the podcast this month. Hey, make sure to go back and check out past releases from the podcast 
Each one is designed to speak to where you are walking and be a source of strength to your heart. Make sure to check out the website, jentringale.com for resources, blogs, videos. We just wanna be a help to you on your path of destiny. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.